Just because you're black doesn't mean you have to vote Democrat. This year, in order to see benefits for our communities, we need to vote outside the box. Find out more by visiting us at TUConservative.com. This season of the Urban Conservative Podcast is brought to you by Newton for Senate, working to improve education, reduce taxes, and keep North Carolina number one for business. Find out more at newtonforsenate.com. This episode of the Urban Conservative has also been sponsored by Case Technology Consulting. Help your business get value out of its data and become more efficient and streamlined. Case Technology Consulting. Check out the link in the description. Top of the morning, ladies and gentlemen. You're checking out the best 30 minute morning show on the planet. Top of the morning. I'm your host, Adul Ali. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate all the love and support. If you haven't done so already, please hop on over to TUConservative.com. Get yourself a membership, sponsor an episode, sponsor a season, get yourself a work privilege t shirt or something like that. Help us keep spreading the conservative message into communities across the country. Today, today, today's mugshot, ladies and gentlemen, as the kickoff to Black History Month, I thought it was appropriate to have our handy dandy Frederick Douglass Foundation mug. Shouts out to the Frederick Douglass Foundation of North Carolina, uh, President Clarence Henderson, Vice President Dr. Pearl Burris, Floyd, Shamika Bathia, Tanzi, and the whole crew. Uh, before we jump in today's show, with today being the start of Black History Month, I do want to kind of set the stage here a little bit. And something that I've said, I've traveled across North Carolina, uh, we always, every Black History Month, we are inundated with conversations about the cotton gin and the traffic light and the hot comb and all of these great things that uh, Black Americans have invented. And, and kudos, I think it's important that we celebrate those things. But this Black History Month and what we want folks to do going forward is to have conversations not only about the accomplishments of these folks, but the conditions and the values, I'm sorry, the values they had to have and the conditions they were in in order to succeed. So we talk about Mary McLeod Bethune. We talk about Warren Clay Coleman. We talk about all these successful black folks, but we never talk about the values that they had to have in order to succeed in the face of actual legal codified on the books racism. And what values might they be? I don't know. Faith in God, family country, self-determination, self-accountability, responsibility, uh, you know, uh, uh, all those things that it takes for people to succeed. So again, we want to start out Black History Month by recognizing someone who we think enshrines those values. So if you don't know who Thomas Sowell is, I'm going to recommend for the folks that, that don't know, go find yourself some Thomas Sowell to read Black Rednecks and White Liberals, um, 
wealth, power, and poverty, uh, pol- wealth, power, and poverty, um, an international perspective. So many good books. Um, he's in his nineties now, and I was just actually reading Charter Schools and Their Enemies. So great person to to read from and to gain from. And remember, let's talk about sharing values, not just accomplishment, but values that allow people to succeed in the face of some amazing, um, you know, in in most cases, awful circumstances. So you know what it is, y'all. We're going to start out this morning talking a little bit about DJT number 45, right? There's this ongoing thing in in, in some communities where I'll just say it this way. There is an outright effort to sexualize children to take education to the left in our country, to indoctrinate children into a mind state where they don't have any loyalty to their country, no loyalty to their neighbors. You know, as a matter of fact, I was looking at a video last night in preparing for this morning's show about what some kids look like before they went to school and what they look like after. And the liberalization, the the radical liberalization, the radical leftist liberalization of our young people is a real thing. Donald Trump, on the other hand, wants to fight against that. Um, on Truth Social, he released a video uh, talking about gender-affirming care for, for young people. And we're going to talk a little bit about that in a second. But this is a video he released about education that I wanted us to take a quick gander at. Let's go ahead and roll that beautiful bean footage. Schools have been taken over by the radical left maniacs. Here is my plan to save American education, restore power to American parents. First, we will cut federal funding for any school or program pushing critical race theory, gender ideology, or other inappropriate racial, sexual, or political content onto our children. We're not going to allow it to happen. Next, I will direct the Department of Justice and Education to open civil rights investigations into any school district that has engaged in race-based discrimination. That includes discrimination against Asian Americans. The Marxism being preached in our schools is also totally hostile to Judeo-Christian teachings. And in many ways, it's resembling an established new religion. Can't let that happen. For this reason, my administration will aggressively pursue potential violations of the Establishment Clause and the Free Exercise Clause of the Constitution. That's very simple. Additionally, on day one, we will begin to find and remove the radical zealots and Marxists who have infiltrated the Federal Department of Education. And that also includes others, and you know who you are, because we're not going to allow anybody to hurt our children. Joe Biden has given these lunatics unchecked power. I will have them fired and escorted from the building, and I will tell Congress that any appropriations bill I sign must reaffirm the President's ability to remove defiant employees from the job. It's all about our children. Right. I will veto the sinister effort to weaponize civics education We will keep men out of women's sports, and we will create a new credentialing body that will be the gold standard anywhere in the world to certify teachers who embrace patriotic values, support our way of life, and understand that their job is not to indoctrinate children, but very simply to educate them. 
Finally, I will implement massive funding preferences and favorable treatment for all states and school districts that make the following historic reforms in education. One, abolish teacher tenure for grades K through 12 so we can remove bad teachers and adopt merit pay to reward good teachers. We mm. want great teachers in our schools. Two, drastically cut the bloated number of school administrators, including the costly, divisive, and unnecessary diversity, equity, and inclusion bureaucracy. Ah. Three, adopt a parental bill of rights that includes complete curriculum transparency and a form of universal school choice. And four, implement the direct election of school principals by the parents. It's all about the parents for their children. More than anyone else, parents know what their children need. If any principal is not getting the job done, the parents should be able to vote to fire them and select someone who will. This will be the ultimate form of local control. Our country has, frankly, never had anything like it, or let's say for at least the last 50 years. As the saying goes, personnel is policy. And at the end of the day, if we have pink-haired communists teaching our kids, we have a major problem. When I'm president, we will put parents back in charge and give them the final say. We will get back to teaching reading, writing, and math called arithmetic. And we will give our kids the high-quality pro-American education they deserve. We spend more per pupil than any nation in the world wow. by double. We're going to keep spending the money, but we're now going to get our money's worth. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, I got a couple of things. Number one, I'm dead over the pink-haired communist teaching our kids. But he's right. He's absolutely right. We also think I, I think we need to get local control back at the school. So shouts out to Trump on that. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back here on top of the morning. Don't go nowhere. Just because you're black doesn't mean you have to vote Democrat. This year, in order to see benefits for our communities, we need to vote outside the box. Find out more by visiting us at TUConservative.com. Welcome back to Top of the Morning, ladies and gentlemen. You're checking out the best 30-minute morning show on the planet. I'm your host, Adul Ali. Shouts out to my twin brother, Raheem, Architect Soto, in the backdrop. If you missed Monday night's show, you missed a doozy, bro. We had uh, Congressman Nick LaLota on. So proud to have him on. Uh, my brother is telling me we've got a meme of the day coming up, which is a new thing we're going to be doing here on the morning show. I have no idea what this meme is. So when he pops it up on the screen, you'll be seeing it when I see it. And then we'll go ahead and cover our next story. Biden will be in three states today. Unconscious, semi-conscious, <laughs> and confused. And you know what, folks? That is absolutely right. I, I think that is the meme of the day, folks. Yes, Biden will be in three states. Unconscious, semi-conscious, and confused. And I'd add a fourth state to that. Uh, uh, non-reality. And I'm saying non-reality based on Biden's comments that he's given talking about how good the economy is doing and how well uh, he's running the United States economy. Uh, we've got a story here, a uh, video here where Biden is actually talking about how good the economy is doing. You know, and here's the thing about this. He's absolutely 
telling a lie. Let's take a listen to this. I'm going to play this. Y'all take a listen and check this out. When I ran for president, I agreed that we're going to build from the bottom up and the middle out to bring back good paying jobs you can raise a family on, whether or not you went to college, to give families more breathing room, to invest in ourselves again, invest in America again. And that's what we've done. When I ran for president, I bro, the fact of the matter is wages are lower, prices are higher, and families are poorer than they've ever been. This idea that somehow the Biden administration has done anything positive to benefit the economy is absolute hogwash. More specifically, when you think about Biden half the time to the point of the meme doesn't know where he's at, doesn't know when he's at. The guy let he's got that um I don't know what that, that, that there's a I don't think it's Alzheimer's There's something else it might be Alzheimer's where out of nowhere people have these mood swings and the guy just gets it's dementia. Uh, this guy just gets so angry out of nowhere. I saw a speech where he just got just absolutely livid. OK, absolutely livid. So now the guy is out here saying that, you know, he built an economy that helps workers, which workers. Are you talking about? Are you talking about the workers who now have to pay more for gas, who now have to pay more for food, who now have to pay more for basic necessities? Have you seen President Biden, the shelves in some of these supermarkets? There's still an ongoing shortage of um, Infamil and, and baby formula. You look at the fact that our our entire economy right now is sputtering along. Thank God for small businesses. How many small businesses did we lose during the pandemic? Okay. And it doesn't help when you have a vice president who's who's all but as youthful as a lump on a log. We're going to talk after the break about Kamala Harris and her continued use of non-sentences and word salad. But this idea that Joe Biden and, and by virtue of that, Democrats are doing anything to help the average American person is just hogwash. I'm going to use an example, uh, a local example here in North Carolina. There are people, and I don't know, I'll just use a random city that comes to mind, like Rocky Mount, for example. Okay, You've got people that have been on city council for 20 years. Okay, Joe Biden has been in Washington for how long? This is what I'm making this correlation. They've been in Washington and in local control for 20 years. The crime's higher than it's ever been. The economy's worse than it's ever been. Where you look at cities that 13 year old kid just got shot down there in Rocky Mount. And that the idea is somehow this is Trump's fault. It's Republicans' fault. The guys down there, the city councilman in Rocky Mount, because the city's doing so bad, gonna blame Beth Wood and call her a racist. Called Dell Falwell a racist, and that's the playbook that they always use. Oh, it's 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 racism, you know. We can't get ahead because somehow America in 2023 is just as racist, if not more racist than it was in 1950 or 1960. And this idea again that the economy that that Biden and these folks are doing anything to help the economy is absolutely ridiculous. The same thing applies at a local level when you look at the policies Democrats are advocating for. You have Democrats right now that are voting to not protect children who are born after an abortion attempt. You have you have literally have Democrats that will vote against tax decreases to put more of your hard-earned money in your own pocket. You have Democrats that will vote against, and that did vote against, actual criminal justice reform. 
So here we are with a president, like that meme said, who's semi-conscious, unconscious, don't know where he's at. Man could barely get it. He's obviously, clearly, is wonder why we don't have any medical reports on Joe Biden. The man clearly, clearly is suffering from dementia. But somehow you're able to create an economy. And I'll, I'll tell you who I think, um, before we go to break, I'm going to tell you who I think is pulling the strings behind the scenes. I think Barack Obama is the puppet master. I think he's got his hand kind of up the puppet butt of Joe Biden, okay, and kind of kind of controlling things behind the scene. Because what we're seeing from the federal government is nothing more than the continuation of Biden's policies. Now, I don't want to sound like a talking head. I don't want to sound like somebody who's just going to get up here and, and spew out um, Republican talking points. But we have to face the facts, folks. Two and a half years ago, gas was cheaper. Food was cheaper. More people had jobs. Companies were expanding. Things were roaring along. We had the best economy. We were energy independent. Uh, we talked to Congressman Nick Lalota about this the other day. Nobody in the world does energy like America. Our schools were improving. Federal tax dollars are coming on. Let me tell you something. This is this 2024 election. I know people said it about 2020. People are going to say it about 2023. But we literally have in front of us the biggest turning point in our nation's history. These folks have tried to drag this country down, sell us off to China, begging our enemies for oil when we have all the oil we need right under our feet, all the energy we could use right under our feet. We got a president who won't go to his, you know, we, we've got a president who won't go take a physical and I wonder why. And that's the, th these are the, the transparency issue that we're facing in this country with the government not wanting to, to be as transparent as they should. We have this. Look, I got friends that are in the LGBTQ community, but this idea that a child should be able to go into a, a doctor's office and be given hormone changing drugs, life changing drugs, mutilating their genitals. You know, we're talking about people that support late stage abortion. Kamala Harris, who we're going to talk about after the break, leaving out life in the pursuit of life, liberty and, and the pursuit of happiness. We're talking about people and folks, again, I'm not trying to get up here and spew uh, conservative or Republican talking points. But the fact of the matter is these are anti-American, anti-family, anti-God anti agendas. Again, I dare you go look at some of these videos of kids before they go to liberal colleges and the kids after. You know, we're talking about kids who are coming back looking like I don't know if any of y'all have ever studied Karl Marx, but this is a definite problem when you have a bunch of young people. We're producing young people that want to emulate Karl Marx. And then this idea that that the, the right people on the right somehow have an anti-teacher agenda. We're against teachers. We're against educators. No, we're not. We're against people indoctrinating children. We need to teach these children how to read, how to write, how to do mathematics. We need to improve on our STEM, our career and technical education. These are the things that the right, the people right-leaning, center-right, you know, to the right, these are things that we're fighting for and that we used to all agree on. But now, again, because we have a radical left, we've got a president who is a puppet, who hasn't the foggiest idea of what's happening around him. 
doesn't want to go to the border. We found out that that border thing was just a whole photo op. He could care less about what's happening down there. I just got a, a, a release from Senator Tom Tillich. He said the border crisis is worse than we think it is. And that's because the mainstream media doesn't keep that in the forefront of your mind. So we're going to take a real quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to enjoy the word salad. That is Kamala Harris. We're going to talk a little about Ilhan Omar. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back on top of the morning. Get yourself a cup of coffee. Give us a share. We'll be right back. This season of the Urban Conservative Podcast is brought to you by Newton for Senate, working to improve education, reduce taxes, and keep North Carolina number one for business. Find out more at newtonforsenate.com. This episode of the Urban Conservative has also been sponsored by Case Technology Consulting. Help your business get value out of its data and become more efficient and streamlined. Case Technology Consulting. Check out the link in the description. here listening to that beat I always y'all don't know this but behind the scenes i'm always nodding and top of the morning to you boom, top of the morning to you boom, doom, doom. all right my bad so check this out we've talked a little bit about trump wanting to protect the kids we've talked about old dementia joe old jim crow joe now we get to talk about one of my favorite uh people who continuously give me fodder for laughter and that is our illustrious chuck and pearl clutching uh uh willie's girl Old Kamala uh, Harris, sister girl. I call her sister girl. Now, here's the thing about sister girl, right? You have a hard time convincing me that this woman knows anything about anything. Now, some of y'all are going to say, but but Adul, she became the the, the uh, attorney general for the state of California. You can't become the attorney general for the state of California and be a dummy. Okay, maybe she's not a dummy, but you're proving my point. The lady gets up there and she knows exactly what she's doing. Now, this... Lady has given us some of the best word salad one could ask for. And this is no different because this is what you, you hold on before, before I do this, because I, I just got to tell y'all this. I, I, and I mean this from a place of love, folks. If you voted for Kamala Harris, if your freckles are as close together as mine and you voted for Kamala Harris and you had your silly self out there, ooh, girl, yes, chucks and pearls, ooh, yes, you are the problem, okay? You had no idea what you were voting for. You just saw somebody's skin color that you think you thought looked like you or had something to do with you. But here's the problem that I have before I get into this video. Y'all will say Kamala Harris is black. Daddy's Jamaican, mama's Indian. Barack Obama's also black. Mama's white. Daddy's from Africa. Then you'll also say uh, 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 Condoleezza Rice is black. Mama and daddy both black. So what do you got? Who's black here? If everybody whose skin color look like mine is black, what, is, what does that actually mean? And I'm talking to you, Chuck and Pearl wearing, just why? But anyhow, this is what you voted for. This is what you got. We are doing the work that is about collaborating around 
the small businesses that will need to do the work that will be the result of all the trillions of dollars we're putting what? in. We are doing the work that is about collaborating around the small businesses. We are doing the work that is about collaborating around the small businesses that will need to do the work that will be the result of all the trillions of dollars we're putting into the infrastructure of our country, including the tr almost trillion dollars that we're going to be putting into a whole new economy that is called a clean energy economy. Right? We are doing the uh, work that uh, is Listen, first and foremost, you can see the BS coming through. She don't know what she's talking about. This lady had, we are about doing the work of working with the work for the work of the workers so that we can work towards the goal of achieving the work that is the sustained effort of collaboration between the small businesses that have to do the work of the work. So that's why we're working towards accomplishing the work. <laughs> Yo, hold on, I got to play it again. I got to play it one more time because <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't. This is great. We are doing the work that is about collaborating around the small businesses that will need to do the work that will be the result of all the trillions of dollars we're putting into the infrastructure of our country. She's nodding like, yes, please clap. Please come on, give me something. Oh my God, just look at her face. We are doing the work that is about collaborating around the small businesses that will need to do, do the work that will be the result of all the trillions of dollars we're putting into the infrastructure of our country, including the tr almost trillion dollars that we're going to be putting into a whole new economy that is called a clean energy economy. All right. So listen, while you got her, right, while y'all have her up there, I'm going to call it cooning and buffooning. While y'all up there cooning and buffooning, this lady's up there acting stupid, word salading people. You have states right now that are about to start giving illegal immigrants driver's licenses, which is another step closer to giving them uh, uh, rights to vote, illegal people in the country, illegal Minnesota Democrats to move to give driver's licenses to 77,000 illegal aliens. Democrats in Minnesota are moving forward with that plan to give 77,000 um, illegal aliens voting right, uh, um, driver's licenses. Then you have up in New York migrants demanding to stay in luxury hotels, right? I, I can't make this up. I, I literally cannot make this up. While she's up there cooning and buffooning, right? You literally have migrants that do not want to leave a New York City hotel and they demand to stay for free at a, vacant, uh, a luxury apartment building that's vacant down the street. They're, they're staying in this hotel on the New York taxpayers' dime, okay? Mayor Eric, instead of shelters, the border crossers are demanding to be set up. First of all, y'all done crossed our border illegally. How in the hell is you demanding anything? But last week, this is coming through Breitbart, city officials went to go move single male adult border crossers out of the Watson Hotel in the Hell's Kitchen neighborhood of Manhattan, where they initially placed them as part of the migrants in the hotel plan. Many of the border crossers refused to leave and set up giant encampments on the city sidewalks that were broken down uh, by the New York City the Police Department. But still, border crossers are refusing to leave. They claim that there are poor conditions at the city's mega shelter in the Brooklyn Cruise Terminal. Instead, 
Activists with NYC Ice Watch shouted that border crossers should be placed in vacant luxury apartments along the city's billionaires row paid for by New Yorkers. Okay, this is absolutely psychotic. And this, while you have. This, while you have Americans right now, American citizens, tax-paying American citizens who can't afford food, who can't afford clothes, who can't afford shelter, while we have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of children in each school district that are not getting breakfast, that are not that are going home and not getting dinner. Meanwhile, you have small businesses that are closing their doors because the policies that the left is advocating for has all but destroyed some folks' ability to run their small business. They've made it to where folks in this country are feeling like illegals are getting a better deal than the American citizens who came here, did it the right way, or were born here, who pay taxes here, who believe in this country, and who want to see it succeed. It's absolutely disgusting that you have Kamala Harris, Kamala Lockerbrother up Harris, up there spewing this super stupid word salad. We're about the work of collaborating, of doing the work of the work that needs to be done while we're doing the work of working with the people who collaborate on it. It is the dumbest thing we've ever heard. So a couple of quick shout outs. Shout out to Ray Velasquez on the check-in. Thanks for watching with us. Uh, we got Laura Lindsay. Shouts out to Cabarrus County is in the building. Big up to her. Ashley Stowers, uh, big up to Ashley and Rick. We appreciate y'all. Shouts out to the fam. But again, folks, we have an opportunity in front of us coming up in 2024. We're going to need to make a difference. We're going to continue in the fight here at the Urban Conservative. Make sure you join us Monday, February 13th, 8 p.m., Professor Nicholas Giordano from the PAS Report is going to be on with us. Ooh, buddy. He is a political science professor. If you have never seen him on the show, first of all, you need to go back and watch some of the content. But we're going to be talking about a whole lot of stuff with Professor Giordano. He's a political uh, science professor. Wonderful guy. Straight, straight up stand up dude. And we're looking forward to that interview as seen on Fox News. Yes, you've seen him on Fox News. So shout out. To Professor Giordano, we're looking forward to that. Monday, February 13th at 8 p.m. And I will see you bright and early tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. for another episode of Top of the Morning. We hope you have a wonderful, fantastic, amazing, and productive day. We'll see you guys tomorrow morning. Make sure you give us a like, share, subscribe, follow, all that good stuff. Peace.